0: Everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. This is episode number forty-one of the Hostile Environment Podcast. I'm glad you guys are here, and you guys downloaded and subscribed. And I don't know, man. I'm just, uh, I'm just overall in a happy mood in general, I guess. So uh, I don't know. It's weird, man. It's it's kind of always been a weird feeling for me when things are going well and you really have no stress. I I, like. It very seldom doesn't happen in life, I think. And the only thing that really stresses me out right now is the thought of what the fuck could possibly happen to ruin up ruin a good thing that's that's happening right now, right? Like, is my car going to explode, or is one of my wiener dog, or both of my wiener dogs going to get sick or hurt, or God forbid, one of the ladies in my life is going to have like a health scare, or I don't know, man, it's something. I it's just. I know that's a negative way to think, but unfortunately, this is my life. I can't speak for you guys, and I don't know if it's the way you guys feel or the way you guys live, like, but when things are going super well, and then you're like, well, oh, when's the other shoe gonna drop sort of scenario? So I don't know. Um, that's just the way it goes for me. Something everything's going really well, and then something happens to fuck it all up. Like you know, for example, the day my career in corrections ended, you know life was going amazing. Um, I was happy. I had no bills, I had no debt. I had a bunch of money in my savings account. Um, just that morning, I was driving to work uh, for my 7 a.m to 7 p.m shift. I was blasting uh, wherever I may roam by Metallica. you know I was slamming a coffee. but then within like 20 minutes of me walking into the building, all of a sudden I was fired and I was being walked out of the building. And I ended up having uh, a minor breakdown in a Tim Hortons parking lot for two hours because I didn't know how to go home and tell my wife that, you know, shit had gone really bad for the second time, so it's just weird how shit like that works out, right? So, I mean, you know, and and I'm touching wood, which, or this is plastic, so it doesn't really count as wood, but oh, there's this little wooden thing on my desk here, so I'm touching wood that everything's gonna go okay, because, you know, as of today, which is uh, Monday, July 19th, I've got no bills, I've got a bunch of money in my savings account, and I'm six days away from going on a family vacation with my ladies, my dogs are healthy, and we are finally in stage three of this pandemic bullshit. So, everything's going really well, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm begging the female God who oversees me just to let me be happy, let me have this, because things are going well. Um, you know, don't hit me with anything negative. Just leave Jay alone. Please just leave Jay alone. Uh, did you guys catch, by the way, that I said female God there? Um, this is kind of my belief. Uh, I mean, God has to be a woman, right? Because if God was a man, I think he would look down at me and say, you know what? That that Jay character, he's, he's a pretty awesome guy. Um, you know, I'm going to give him the winning, uh, the winning lottery numbers or uh, maybe he... He deserves to have a a 10 supermodel orgy gangbang. But instead, uh, you know, I I get fired from a job I love twice, my daughter got stabbed, and I've gone completely broke on more than one occasion. So yes, I actually believe God is a woman. Um, Now, not the God, you know, just the one who's in charge of me. I don't think that there's just one crazy old white-haired bearded dude sitting in sandals, you know just chilling up on a cloud you know sitting in a muskoka chair or whatever and you know just looking over everybody there's no way i mean there has to be more than one god if there is a god period there has got to be more than one cuz there's almost 8 billion people in the world so how's one guy in charge of everybody right i mean there's no fucking way so in my this is my theory i think that there's probably like 20 gods up there and they run shit kind of like an hr department you know so it's basically you know god number 1 You have everybody on on Earth with the last names, you know, from A to E. God number two, you have E to I. God number three, you have I to M, and so on and so forth, you know. Um, It just so happens that the the God that is in charge of me is a woman, and she's very well aware of some of the shitty things I've done to women that I've dated in my life, and she just can't let it go. Uh, So, you know. Keep in mind, I'm also, you know, I'm no way am I a religious guy. This is just the only way that I can possibly wrap my head around the way life works. You know, if you have another theory, then by all means hit me up on social media or whatever and and tell me your thoughts because I would love to hear what you guys think of how this life works because life's fucked up, man. But uh, anyways, life is good right now, like I said. Uh, I hope the same could be said for all of you who are listening to the show. Um, you know, how are you guys feeling about being stage three of the pandemic finally? I mean, did you guys celebrate on Friday when everything opened up again? I wanted to, like I told you, I'd made plans and everybody ditched me. So I literally did nothing. I just sat at home. But my youngest daughter, um, she went to a movie theater and saw Black Widow, which I did watch at home on Thursday and I really did not enjoy. I do not recommend that movie. Uh, my oldest daughter, well, Friday night just happened to be her 22nd birthday, And she's literally the prime example of the power of social media. Let me explain. Somehow, and I still don't fully understand how, on either Twitter or Instagram or, or, I don't know, maybe it's a different one, but anyways, on social media, she met the manager for this Canadian music group called Loud Luxury. I don't know much about them, I've heard them on Z103.5, their music's not bad, I don't hate it, but I don't like it either, but anyways, uh, obviously the guy who's doing this, he's a, he's a high roller, you know, he's big time, and when he saw it was my daughter's birthday, he invited her and her friend out to some kind of nightclub party on Friday night, that was all, expensive pay, all expenses paid, you know, her cover was paid for, her drinks, her Uber to and from the the train station, all that shit. Everything was paid for by this guy for uh, my daughter and her friend. And this isn't actually the first time he's done this for her. He's brought her to some other crazy parties in the past. He brought her to like a a crazy pool party and some other things. And it's pretty impressive, the shit that he's done. And I got to admit, at first I was extremely suspicious, right? I mean, I was worried that he was just trying to impress her and buy her crazy shit and show her a good time so he could you know, you get it, I'm not gonna, you know, you know what I'm saying, but no, this guy is apparently just a great dude, and very respectful, and just loves to make people happy, Um, so good for him, man, I mean, shout out to the manager of Loud Luxury, I'd say his name, but I don't know his name, but apparently this guy's a super great great guy, so yeah man, shout out to you for being a good dude, and, and, and treating my daughter with respect, you don't hear that shit very often nowadays, uh, so yeah, so my oldest daughter went clubbing on Friday night, and then she showed me videos also that she took inside the nightclubs, um, where there was nobody with masks, there was no social distancing. She talked to the owner of the club, who of course was hanging out know, with the manager of Loud Luxury, of course, and he was like, you know what? I don't care what the they're imposing on me as far as how many people I can have. I'm going to do whatever I want. And he packed the place, man. The uh, the club was rammed, and everyone was having a great time. So. You know, as much as I don't really agree with that sort of, you know, like let's stuff everybody in like cattle during what's the end of a pandemic, which could clearly kickstart it again, I don't really agree with it. But at the same time, I'm hoping that this is a sign that the world is getting back to normal. So, um, oh, by and, and on a side note, um, my oldest daughter also met a guy on social media about a year ago who asked her out. And apparently he's some cryptocurrency dealer, whatever that is. I don't know if that's slang for Molly or drugs, I don't know. But apparently it's crypto and uh, she said yes. And when this guy came to pick her up, uh, my wife and I were standing outside and he picked her up in a uh, black Lamborghini. So clearly the power of social media is crazy, but not for me because you know I'm, I'm definitely doing something wrong. Um, I've never been in a Lambo. I've never had my entire night paid for by a rich music person. Hell, I, I can't even break 250 followers on Twitter. So, I, and, and not to mention my, my TikTok videos, um, some of them only have like four views. So, uh, I, I I don't know, man. Maybe I'm doing something wrong for sure. The bottom line is neither of my girls are scared of any Delta variant horseshit. So, they're, and well, they're both fully vaccinated, anyways. So, um, you know, it's not to say that you can't get COVID even if you're fully vaccinated. Um, I actually saw a, a, um, you guys might know this guy. He's one of my favorite comedians, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, otherwise known as Fluffy. He's a, a, a pretty fat uh, Spanish dude. He's hilarious. And it was over the weekend he had to cancel all of his upcoming shows because he was showing signs of COVID. Unfortunately, on his birthday, he had to make this announcement, which is you know pretty sad. Uh, and he's got tested twice, and both tests came back positive for COVID. And he's fully vaccinated. So... Who, who the fuck really knows how this shitty virus works? I mean, clearly the scientists don't, and clearly no one else seems to either, so who knows? Anyways, uh, enough about fucking stupid COVID. Let's talk driving. Um, I wanted to bring this up because, more, more specifically, just the stupidity and overall lack of knowing how to drive a vehicle for some people. I don't fucking understand. In the last few days, I have personally witnessed some of the worst fucking drivers do some of the most unsafe shit I've ever seen in like I think I've been driving since I was 21, so you know over 20 years of driving. I mean it's absolutely unbelievable, right? Um, I I was driving yesterday, um, yes, so Sunday, yesterday morning I left for work at 6 a.m. So there's nobody on the road, virtually like the the, the roads are empty, right? It's Sunday morning, and I see two cars who are coming off of the Whites Road. Uh, off-ramp turning left on a Kingston Road, literally only two cars, and one guy swerved into the other guy and almost ran him into the barrier. I I don't don't know if if the guy was fucking hammered. I I mean, that's what I would guess. But the fact that there was only two cars on the road and me, which was about a couple hundred yards away, and I still saw this, I I couldn't believe, like, at six in the morning, I actually saw that, right? And then the other day, uh, I was on the... um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the DVP. I was uh, Friday afternoon, I was coming off work. Uh, I was getting on the DVP, and I saw a woman driving who's reading a map while she's driving. She's got the entire thing unfolded and laid out on the dashboard, and most of it's covering the steering wheel, so she's got one hand on the bottom of her steering wheel and the other hand on the map, and she's trying to read it and balance it at the same time. I, I, I literally wanted to pull her over like, or just uh, get her attention, but I knew if I did, she was going to crash and, and kill a bunch of people. But, you know, so as I'm driving and I'm thinking, you know, what the hell, man? This is insane. The first thing that came to my mind was actually, like, who the fuck still looks at maps? What year is this? This is 2021. You you have a phone. Everyone has a cell phone. There's an app for that. Like, my God. Uh, and, and And why wouldn't she just pull over for, like, literally five minutes? Just pull over and read the map and figure it out instead of risking your life and everyone else's life on the DVP in order to read a goddamn map. I mean... If you break it down, and, and, you know, I was intimidated to drive. I don't know why. When Before I started, I was kind of intimidated to drive because I, I drove with a lot of people who used to tell me horror stories about shit they've seen, and for some reason, it kind of, you know, it kind of intimidated me, but that's not, a, it doesn't matter, but um, the, the, it's it's really not that hard to drive. If you really get the crux of it, it really isn't, right? I mean, if you don't get distracted by texting or, or fucking with your phone in general, and you just literally keep your eyes on the road and stay alert. It's really simple to, to just drive a car and get home safely, right? Unless, of course, you know, like a, a tire flies off a, a, a truck or, um, you know, a drunk driver, something like that. But if you take away those variables, if it's just a normal day driving home from work, the chances are, if you pay attention, you're going to get home safely, right? Right. But I see a shit ton of people nowadays who don't signal. Uh, they don't signal for lane changes, period, or when they're getting off of uh, you know off uh, ramps on the four hundred one or anything. They don't say they just fucking get off. And apparently, I think checking your blind spot now is just a thing of the past because because I see people getting cut off daily. Like, and I'm talking all the time. And you know, and look, I'm I'm gonna say this. Um, we all know that stereotypes are kind of a form of racism in some cases, and I I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, there there are a lot of stereotypes that just are, should be a thing of the past. You know, so I'm not trying to get canceled here, right? <laughs> canceled, anyways. But the one stereotype that is one thousand percent true is there are a certain group of people who cannot fucking drive. They can't drive cars. They can't ride bicycles. They can't drive shopping carts they can't drive strollers. Pretty much anything with wheels is a problem and has potential for a complete disaster. So I'm, I'm not going to say who I'm talking about because I'm not trying to get cancelled. But if you're ever driving up in the area of Pacific Mall, which I'm still barred for for life, by the way, I'm banned for life, um, your car should be covered in, in Nerf or, or, or some sort of or, or giant pillows because there is a fantastic chance you're going to get sideswiped or T-boned or at least cut off, right? So... I'm not going to say who they are, but we all, I think we all know what I'm talking about. Anyways, um, now is the magical time in the show when I've got to give you guys uh, the chance to interact with me, with your boy, with your, with your love muffin, with me on social media and via email. So let's do that right now, shall we? Um, on Facebook, where um, I posted something about my grandmother passing, and I appreciate all the people who liked my post, um, I, I don't do that shit for attention, I do it more for karma, because I believe that... You know, I'm not trying to get too deep here, but I believe that the people who you love the most are somehow still in your life for the for your entire stay. So I did, I did that more for her. So anyways, for the, for those of you guys who liked my post, thank you very much. Anyways, on Facebook, I am at jcowell. uh On IG, I am at host.enviro.pod. On TikTok, I'm at the hostile environment pod. I have a question, by the way, and if you guys can answer this. I'd really appreciate it because I've never actually asked. I just thought about it right now as I was giving that are you guys able to see how many views a video gets? I, I, I don't. I know I can see it, but can you guys see? I'm curious. Um, if anyone wants to shout me out and tell me, I'd really appreciate that because I've actually never gone on anyone else's TikTok and I never will. Uh, on Twitter, I am at podcast underscore hostile, where I, like I said, I can't break 250 uh, followers, but I'm almost at 230, so I guess that's something. It's a start because I only had 40 when I started. So, uh, and at email. This is where I take your fan questions. This is where I take your your advice questions. Your You know, like we uh, we talked about how uh, I'm going to answer pretty much anything you guys want to ask. I am at j.hostile.environment at gmail.com. And at Patreon, just search for the Hostile Environment Podcast. I have to admit, I haven't done anything with Patreon yet because um, no one's thrown me a buck or two just to say that, yeah, we like what you're doing. so. I'm not even sure what I'm going to do. Apparently, I'm supposed to be doing videos and and, and kind of like a YouTube thing. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still looking into it. I'm looking into a whole bunch of different things for the next upcoming episodes. I will keep you guys posted. Uh, some of it includes um, finally having an interview on the show, maybe talking to somebody, uh, whether it be a friend or or somebody from, uh, you know, like somebody I just pick out of random, someone I, I think is going to be good to talk to. I don't know. But I'm, I'm exploring some different options for the show. Um, so, for, uh, for the coming up shows, though, like we're, we're at episode 41 now. Don't forget, I am at Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon, all of your major pa- podcast platforms. So there you go, guys. Um, oh, and I am um, proud to announce we do have a new sponsor to the show. So uh, that sponsor is Shadowed Stars. Uh, so here we go, guys. This is the plug for Shadowed Stars. Shadowed Stars is an epic fiction series with a mature flavor. It is written by a fellow named Stephen Kautz who is uh, offered through Page Publishing. Currently, he has eight books planned with more uh, unnumbered ones to follow. There are glossary entries and short stories that are free to read and posted around the 20th of each month on shadowedbooks.com. These books are written in dark form to give the reader the feel of being in an unexplored space. Um, The odd-numbered books follow one line of characters and even numbered books follow the other line of characters with crossovers and cameos between the 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 books Uh, book one shadowed stars the reign of the black guard and book two are now available with shadowed stars the children of home book number three available soon all of these books are available in paperback and of course ebook and can be ordered through any bookstore or online at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Google Play, and iTunes. You can search through the title of the books, or if you would like to search by the author, his name is Stephen Kautz, spelt C-O, or sorry, K-O-U-T-Z, but uh, it's pronounced Kouts, kind of like cowl, but Kautz. Um, So you can also go to ShadowBooks.com, and you can find direct links to all online purchasing sites. Once again, that shadowedbooks.com and shadowed is spelled S H A W O W E D shadowedbooks.com. Mr. Couts is also on Instagram. I follow him on Instagram, and he's on Twitter as Stephen Couts. So I just wanted to read a few quick paragraphs from the the spine of his book to get you guys interested in what he's actually um, uh, wants you guys to know. In the year 2089. Earth has, has uh, experienced a rapid shift in political and technological developments. Reported sightings of UFOs and alleged human abductions have reached an all—sorry, um, have reached an alarming rate. That governments decided to remove national boundaries and unite as one planet under one leader. The new government, the United Nations of Earth, made space exploration and defense of our planet its top priority. So there you go, guys. That's a it's a little sci-fi reading for you. I made a TikTok video that I posted on uh, Twitter. Also, um, I personally love sci-fi books; they're my favorites. So um, I like when when I do sit down and crack a good book. Usually, sci-fi is the way I go. So I will be checking out Shadowed Stars for myself. Um, I recommend you guys do the same. So check it out, and uh, like I said, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, you know, all these uh, iTunes. So check out his books. So there you go, kids. Uh, So now, let's talk a little uh, about how soft the world is, shall we? Um, I read this a couple days ago, and it stuck with me, that um, shark advocates, sharks, okay? So they have advocates, fair enough. They are called for rebranding violent shark attacks as shark interactions. And it passed. So now, we are so soft as a culture that we are worried about offending sharks. What the fuck is wrong with people? Like put it this way, if you talk to anyone in the world that has survived a, an encounter with a shark, right? And if you ask them, was it an attack or was it an interaction? What do you think they're gonna say? I know what they're gonna say. I'm anyways, look, I, I love sharks. I actually have one tattooed on my chest, but let's be very clear about a few things. First off, the oceans are their homes, right? They're not our homes. So technically, when we go surfing and boating and fishing and swimming and all this horse shit, we're trespassing, right? When we enter the water for whatever reason, and we are technically trespassing. And these animals, they stand their ground because, you know, they're pissed off at us. And and they're also, they think they might have to defend themselves. I don't know. But trust me, the bottom line is, it's an attack, right? I, I'm sorry to say it, but it's an attack, but if anyone has ever watched Shark Week, you'd know that the majority of the time, sharks have zero clue what they're attacking when they do it. They don't want to attack humans. They're fucking hungry. And you made the decision to get in the water, right? I mean, you're the one who put that surfboard in or the, or, you know, the wetsuit or the jet ski or just decide to go for a swim. I mean, it's water, man. It's the ocean. The ocean's terrifying. Shit happens. Like if a burglar comes into your home, and you're trying to defend your family, right? And and your and, well, and your possessions, if you want to talk about that. But I would say your family, right? But so you 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 come face to face with this burglar. Are you interacting with the burglar, or are you attacking him in self-defense? No, the easy question answer. I I think. Or if a guy calls your wife a whore and you're in a bar, are you going to interact with the douchebag, or are you going to be like me and are you going to attack him? Uh, you know, these are these are pretty simple questions, I think. Uh, everyone needs to stop being so fucking touchy-feely and tree-hugging, no fur, no meat. Let's all sit naked together in a circle with our penises out and sing Kumbaya. And, and just, you know what, it's time to, to put all that shit aside. P- pull your big boy pants up, man the fuck up, and let's all get attacked by a shark. There you go. All right. Fair enough, let's all get attacked by a shark. I mean, it's bad enough that we are overfishing and murdering pretty much everything in the ocean to the point that most species are actually being driven into extinction. And if you've actually, I don't remember what movie it was from, uh, but if you've ever seen the videos of these Asian fishermen who are catching the sharks in these big giant nets on the boats, they bring them up, they cut off all their fins for fucking shark skin, uh, shark fin soup, And then they, um, after they're done with the fins, they just kick their bodies back into the water and they float down to the bottom of the ocean and they die. It's enough to make you want to cry. It it did when I watched it. I was really upset, right? So maybe, here's a thought. Maybe, instead of uh, being a bunch of pussies and renaming shark attacks, how about you go after that shit instead? But we all know you won't do that because the power of the keyboard... Makes you feel so much more empowered, right? And you'd actually have to, you know, to make changes, you'd actually have to, you know, maybe require a spine and maybe actually leave your house instead of sitting in your basement on your phone or your laptop or whatever. I mean, all of these renaming streets and taking down statues and canceling celebrities who said shit on uh, social media like 15 years ago, it's all great, I guess, but... What about real issues? You know, there are other things going on that are way more important, like the polar ice caps, global warming, worldwide animal extinction, human trafficking, homelessness. These are real issues that matter. So renaming Dundas Street because it's named after a guy who was a piece of shit in the 17 and 1800s should be at the bottom of the list when it comes to making a difference. So, I, that's, you know that's going to be my little rant for the day, I suppose. Uh, let's change topics. Uh, let's get to something a little more positive, shall we? Let's talk about something more entertaining, I suppose. Let's talk about your Toronto Blue Jays, who have been given the green light, or as they call it, an exemption on border restrictions. Uh, they will allow the Blue Jays to finally come home and start playing baseball at that graveyard they call the Sky Dome. And yes, it is the fucking Sky Dome. It will always be the Sky Dome or the Dome. Just like uh, the Air Canada Centre will always be the ACC. I don't care what they name it or who owns the rights. The, this is what it is. Roger Centre can suck my dick. I'm sorry. The ACC is what it is. The Scotiabank Centre... No, I'm sorry. It's just That doesn't roll off the tongue. So, fuck you. Anyways, as of July 30th, the Jays will play ball here again. Uh, they will be allowed to have up to 15,000 fans being allowed to attend the games when the Sky Dome actually has a capacity of just over 62,000. But, I mean, I guess it's a start, and it's showing that things are getting back to normal the way that, you know, just like the night clubbing, right? Um, you know, things are getting back to the way they used to be when nobody used to go to the Jays games before the pandemic, right? Until the, Unless the, the Jose Batista year, that they, they were sold out every game. After that, the, no one goes to see the Jays games again. Um, and while i was reading this article actually i uh, touched on another article that i saw that uh there's a good chance that the CFL won't survive uh the CFL is going to fold um because you know the, the pandemics ruined them and you know also because cities like toronto and montreal and ottawa they really don't give a fuck about the CFL i mean there's fans. Don't get me wrong. I know there's fans, but you know, for for the money that it takes to run a league, I guess they're just not getting uh, you know the dividends from you know from everything. So, um, I mean, how many times has Ottawa lost their CFL team anyway? I know at least twice. It might even be more. And the CFL, I've never liked it. I've always thought it was just kind of goofy. But the CFL is so stupid that at one point about. I don't know, it's got to be between 15 and 20 years ago that, that it ended. But up until about 15 or 20 years ago, um, they had an Ottawa Rough Riders and a Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So you had one league with 10 teams, and two of them had the same name. So there you go. I mean, if that's not enough to tell you that the league was a fucking disaster right off the bat. Um, and I've always heard these people throughout my life say, oh, if the CFL goes away, then we can finally get an NFL team. Yeah, let me uh, let me be uh, the one to break you the bad news here. I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. We are never getting an NFL team. Because the NFL, in my opinion, um, only has about... Fuck, if I was going to bet, I would say 15, maybe 20 years left before it's going to be obsolete because of the concussions and the head trauma. I mean, if you watch that movie with Will Smith, uh, Concussion, you would see exactly why uh, I think the CFL, um, the uh, National Football League, has a shelf life. Um, and if you want to go even further down a rabbit hole, just throw in the name, your Google machine, throw in the name Junior Seau, last name is S-E-A-U, uh, Google his name, see how his life ended, and you know take a look at the reports that came out after he was gone of the damage that was done to his brain from football. And there's a bunch of other guys uh, since that guy, Junior Seau, who have had their brains scanned and uh, the lesions and concussion stuff. Is pretty outstanding. So that's just my theory. But, you know, and trust me, as a massive NFL fan, I mean, that's my sport. That is my number one, right? My whole basement is covered in football shit. Uh, I watch almost every single game that I can. You know, I love football. Uh, So trust me, the thought of losing that sport breaks my fucking heart. But we are at the point now where, um, you know, I watched a guy at the NFL Combine, which is You know, the before the guys get drafted, they go out and they run and they jump and they do all these crazy spectacle things to show what amazing athletes they are. So this past NFL Combine before they got drafted, so this year uh, I saw a guy. uh, His name's Kyle Pitts. He's a tight end. He's six foot six. He's two hundred and forty six pounds. And this guy is shredded with muscle. Like I'm talking, this guy's jacked, right? And this dude, he ran the forty yard dash. In 4.4 seconds. So think about how fast that is for almost a guy who's 250 pounds and six foot six. The guy is just a beast of a human being. He's an amazing specimen. Um, I mean, think about it. Do you really know how incredible that is to be that big and run that fast? I mean, athletes are getting so big, so fast, and so strong, um, and just just amazing overall physical specimens, right? I mean. I, I can't see how much longer the sport survives because, I mean, the, the amount of hitting that happens on at every single NFL game, it's just a matter of time. I'm sorry. My theory again, and I, God forbid I don't want this to happen, but if anyone ever dies on the field on live TV during an NFL game because of a hit, then if you think canceling a comedian is going to ha- – wait wait till that shit happens, boy. They're going to cancel the NFL so fast – I mean, and trust me, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but just my theory. So uh, let's move on from baseball. Um, I actually had a buddy who listens to the show, and he shot out to me a text message the other day. And he said, you know, I listened to your last two episodes, and I saw you talked about soccer. And he, he said, um, I thought for sure you'd tell the story about the Portuguese, uh, um, sorry, the Portuguese guy at Tim Hortons. And, uh, you know, I've told you guys on many occasions here on the show uh, that the majority of my friends are Greek, right? So um, here's that story because I should have actually told it because uh, I thought it was a pretty funny little story. Uh, so like I said, my, all my friends are Greek. Um, I pretty much grew up in Greek town, drinking frappes and, and eating Greek toast and, of course, drinking, right? Um, so, oh, and also trying to nail some pretty hot Greek women, by the way, because, uh, Greek women are beautiful. Um, anyways, um, I've also said that how much I hate soccer, but when all of your friends are Greek and love soccer, sometimes you really have no choice, but, you know, you have to kind of join in and watch the games, right? So this was the case in 2004 when Greece was in the Euro Cup, uh, which I don't think they've been made since. Um, anyways, they eventually end winning that Euro Cup. Um, so I was, I would watch all the games at the bars and the cafes with all my boys. And to be honest, you know what? I actually enjoyed the atmosphere. It was pretty great. Um, you know, the game was still boring as fuck, but when, when you're having a good time with your friends and, 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 you know, it was beautiful weather and, you know, you're on the Danforth, even watching darts could be fun, I suppose. Right. So, uh, throughout the Euro cup that year, um, you know, me being me, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an entertaining dude in case you guys haven't noticed, um, I was rocking a Greek flag on my car window to sh- show support from um, pretty much the only team that I really gave a fuck about. Um, and of course, to make my friends smile because clearly I'm not Greek uh, and they know I hate soccer, but the Greek flag ended up on my 2001 sunfire for that almost that entire summer, right? Uh, people used to joke that you know um, I was Jason Kowalopoulos because you know, all my friends are Greek and I was you know you get the point. So anyways, the flag was on my sunfire. And, uh, I was working in corrections at the time and I'm on my way to work, uh, for a nine to nine shift in the morning. So I, um, I used to get up in the mornings uh, in those days, of course, uh, I used to get up at six in the morning and, uh, five days a week I would, I would hit the gym and I would work out until about seven forty-five, and then I'd grab a shower and I'd head to Timmy's. Uh, I'd grab a coffee and I'd grab some oatmeal and then I would head to work for, uh, for 12 hours. That was five days a week I would do that shit. I was, I was feeling pretty good back in those days, man. Uh, you know um, so anyways, I'm at the drive-through and um, uh, I'm in the next car uh, before uh, the um, the speaker box, so I'm waiting for one dude, and as I'm waiting for him, I decide to open my console and I start rummaging around for spare change and shit and you know to pay for my order, right? And I guess the car in front of me had already given their order and drove through. Um, And, of course, I wasn't paying attention because I was looking for spare change. So, this guy behind me just absolutely leans on his horn. And I'm not talking like a quick meep, meep. I'm talking like this guy was a solid seven seconds of just leaning on his horn. Just... eh. So, you know, I'm a little pissed off. And I look behind me to see what this guy looks like and what he's driving. And as I look behind myself... um, I see that he's rocking a Portuguese flag from the side of his car. So I let it go. I was like, okay, that's my my bad for not paying attention. This guy's just a jerk off, whatever. So I inch up and I get to the speaker box. And as soon as I hear the lady say, hi, can I take your order? This piece of shit leans on his horn again. Not for seven seconds, but for a good three seconds. And as he's doing it, he screams out, hurry up, you Greek faggot okay now that's it that that's that was that was the go. that was the go right so I mean oh and obviously by the way I know you can't say that word anymore I'm only saying it now because it's verbatim and it's the reason that I the rest of this happened right so um, I was seeing red uh, I opened my door and I got out of my car so keep in mind at this point not only uh, am I in uniform But I looked good back in those days. You know, I'm not going to say I was shredded because I've never been shredded, but I was, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty good, right? I'm, you know, I'm I'm six feet tall at that time. Well, I'm still six feet tall. Um, I'm I'm roughly 220 pounds, but I I, I was healthy, right? Unlike nowadays where I'm not so healthy. So as soon as he sees me coming towards his car, he immediately starts to roll up his window. So when I get to his car door, um, I just start banging on the window. And as I'm banging on the window, of course, I'm saying, I said, you know, call me that word again. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it again. Of course, I'm screaming it, right? Uh, I'm, you know, come on, tough guy. Call me a faggot again. Come on. Well, he won't even look me in the eyes. The guy was such a coward. He literally put his hands on the steering wheel and he just stared forward like he never did anything to incite me in the first place to get me out of my car. So now he won't get out and he won't even, he won't roll down the window, obviously, and he won't even look me in the eyes. So, I stopped screaming, and I looked over, and I was like, okay. So, I go to the back of his car, and I snapped the Portuguese flag right off of his car window. And then I went up to his uh, front of his car, and I jammed the fucking flag underneath his windshield wipers. And then I stood in front of his car, and uh, I stood there and stared at him right in his eyes. And I start laughing, and I said, the funny thing is, dude, I'm not even Greek. And then I, I jumped back in my sunfire, I paid for my shit. And I went to work. So, there you go, guys. Uh, the passion of the Euro Cup took me over. Because at that time, Jay was all about Greek soccer. Like I said, Greece, Greece ended up winning. And that was a pretty crazy night on the Danforth when they won. I will never forget it. We had a we had a fantastic time. And I, I played around like, you know, I've always loved soccer. And, uh, you know, I'm, it was what it was. But we had a great time. Like I said, I don't think Greece has made it back since. Uh, I know they definitely didn't make it back this year. Somehow Macedonia made it and Greece didn't. Which, you know, I, I bugged my buddies about. But... Uh, So there you go, guys. i got 36 minutes of a podcast. We're going into 37 now. But unfortunately, that's my cue to wrap the show up for today. So uh, I will talk to you guys on Thursday. Like I said in my last show, and I will say again, unfortunately, there will be no show one week today because I will be uh, whitewater rafting. And who knows? Maybe I will hit my head on a rock. I don't know. But hopefully I don't. But I'm looking forward to going. So I will see you on Thursday. For another edition of the audio orgasm called the hostile environment podcast, thank you guys for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys in four days. Enjoy the rest of your week, and until then, you know what I'm gonna say bye for now.